Welcome to the Really Useful Podcast. I'm Christian Corley, and with me is Ben Stegner. Hi, Ben. I'm back. How are you? Yeah, good to see you. Good to see good you. See you too. We are here to bring you um, some news from the tech world that will be relevant to you, as opposed to you know we're not going to be discussing the price of memory chips in in, in manufacturing plants. Uh, we are going to be talking to you about Netflix apps no longer working. We are going to be telling you about the Amazon Fire TV recast cloud-based DVR box. We're going to talk about Xbox One keyboard and mouse support and why. Uh, we're also going to be giving you some tips about Microsoft Office, about scams to keep an eye out for, because it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. And uh, we're going to, um, just in case you don't know, because a lot of our listeners, uh, we understand, uh, and that's fine because that's who we're aiming at, are not particularly um, up with tech. Uh, we're going to have a look at what memes are. Because uh, you, you may not know, you may not know the origins of the phrase either, uh, and what, you know, the, 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 where, where the idea of a meme comes from. So I'm thinking to myself, I've just actually explained it in using the word idea of a meme. But anyway, um, more... <laughs> We'll have more about that later on. Um, but yeah, let's let's just get on there. You're, you're here, presumably, listener, uh, because you want to know a bit more about technology and the tech that you're using, the, the, the phones, the tablets, the, the, the mouse, the TV, and you're maybe not getting as much from it as you want to. We're here to help you break that down, help you to um, get get give you the tips that help you use stuff without you having to know too much about it just so like so you can push on be productive and not let things kind of drag you down with jargon and stuff that you don't need to know uh we're going to kick off with the news ben um, news about the wii the news about the nintendo wii uh do you know we've I, we, we bought a nintendo wii some years ago after the you know after they were big it was about 2012 to some 13 and then a few weeks later my sister bought us one for Christmas. Oh. So we had two Nintendo Wii's. And this, this ta- you know, it was like a second-hand unit the one I bought. It was about 80 quid or something like that. So then my sister bought one, so we had two. And a funny thing happened. A few weeks ago, we um, decided we were going to get rid of the Wii U because we were on Xbox One. And my cousin gave us her old Wii. So we've now got three weeds and a Wii U. It's insane. It's too bad you can't like hook them up together and make like a supercomputer or something. <laughs> Super Wii, yeah. Um, so anyway, a lot of people have been using the Nintendo Wii. I'm still using Nintendo Wii, but using it for other purposes. Uh, we've discussed on uh, makeusoft.com where Ben and I both write uh, that there's uh, different ways you can still get a bit of fun out of the Wii. You can uh, install uh, the Homebrew app to play old games and things like that. And there's apps available for the Wii um, through, through the store. One of them is Netflix, one of them is Amazon Instant Video, and it turns out that Netflix is being retired. Yeah, it isn't. It's not a surprise to me. I mean, the Wii launched um, in 06, so that yeah. was you know over 10 years ago. So it was kind of a big thing that that first console generation with the Wii and the PS3 and the Xbox 360. That was that was the first console generation to have um, you know like apps like outside yes. of just you turn the system on and the game starts. Um, so it's actually if, if the Wii has kind of been uh, whittling off some of that stuff 
Um, a lot of the old channels Nintendo had, like the Forecast channel, uh, they had a news channel, they had a couple other channels where you could like submit memes that you created, and there was like sure. a channel where you could vote on topics. That stuff's all been phased out for several years. So Nintendo's also retiring the uh, the Wii Shop channel, which is yep. the the store where you can buy old games and uh, independent games and stuff like that. So it's not a surprise, but it seems like uh, after this happens, you won't be able to buy anything on the shop and no more streaming video. So It'll pretty much just be good for playing Wii and GameCube games after that. So it's kind of sad, but it I understand sad. why they're doing it. I do wonder whether these systems, as we become more reliant on the cloud with our hardware, and to, to what um, degree as servers are switched off as new hardware comes along, how, you know, hardware that we're using now, are we still going to be using it in, like, you know, the Wii's launched in 2006, it was 12 years old. Are we still going to be using an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4? that far down the line or are they going to be hamstrung by having no you know no access to a server is that going to like essentially brick them yeah i i do wonder that there's um kind of a i guess a conversation or a discussion about a lot of like game preservation um Mm. not something that i'm like all in on but i've kind of read about it like there are certain games that have just disappeared um, basically because like they were digital only games and then you know they were like a movie tie-in or whatever and then they lost the rights to the movie yeah. and so they had to pull the game and so the game's just gone um so it is it's it, that whole thing is interesting with like i mean when you have a physical copy of a game you have it it's yours but when it's digital and these services rely on that they could just go away it is weird how some consoles have that long of a lifespan, though. Like, the fact that what Netflix even works on the Wii 12 years later is crazy. Yeah. I mean, some consoles have had that. I mean, the PS2 got new games for a really long time, too. So it is crazy how some consoles die out quickly and some, like, never never go away. Yeah, well, um, the Dreamcast still has games released for it. Uh, there's a new game has just been released on the Commodore 64, I understand. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> Um, so that I think to lo- I think to load that you'd basically have to download it to your PC, copy it to an SD card, then insert the SD card into a special drive, SD converted drive on the Commodore 64. You can buy all these sort of things, or you just use use your ROM version, your, you know, the emulated version. Um, sure. But we're getting away from the point there. Let's go to uh, Amazon Fire. Uh, we, we it's very difficult, it would seem, for us to uh, have a really useful podcast without mentioning amazon or any of amazon's hardware um they have released the recast a cloud-based dvr for for cord cutters uh so it's it's basically a system for recording over the air tv you know i've just been using a thing called the um i've forgotten the name of the device the moment the the, yeah the home run connect duo uh which uh it's basically it's a aerial based terrestrial tv system uh-huh. Uh, it's a little black box, but so big, and you connect it to your aerial, and you connect it to your network, and it will stream the content from the aerial across your network, either through a dedicated web app on the system, or through Plex. Okay. Re- really, really cool little box, which uh, you can't record with it um, on its own. You'd have to connect a hard drive, or connect, or just use your PC and um, and Plex and use that. But uh, which isn't a million miles away from this idea here. Um, there's two models. One has two tuners, 500 gigabytes of storage and sells for $229.99. And the other has four tuners and one terabyte of data storage and sells for $279.99. Uh, and the Alexa enabled... Yeah, 
do you see, you see the the thing with um, Amazon's recent releases? I don't see the point in this. It seems far too expensive for what it does. Yeah, I I, I mean it's uh, it's over the air, so you have to it would have to be stuff that you're getting already. Um, and I think that for that price, I mean, I, I'm not sure, I'm not hundred percent sure of the cost, but I know that I mean, here are a lot of cable providers, you know, like, uh, direct TV and Comcast and Verizon. I mean, they, most of them include or have a DVR service for however yeah. much extra a month. So I, I mean, $230, I mean, 500 gigabytes of storage is pretty big, I, I guess, compared to what you'd get from what, from a, uh, cable provider but seems like a big extra cost when you can just pay them a few more dollars to record or pay for like a network like cbs all access or hulu or whatever and just watch from there so i'm curious who the audience is yeah well we we had that same conversation uh, i think it was last week's release podcast uh with uh, with gavin phillips and there's a there's a new amazon device coming along again that doesn't appear to make any real sense in you know you know the fire stick and the fire tv they're good devices the 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 dots and the and the um the other amazon echoes seem to be you know good interesting devices but the, these two new ones you know, i think it was the video phone one last time um and now this fire tv recast they seem like sci-fi versions this isn't the best term but you know like really really kind of extreme versions of what's already available from amazon and I'm, I'm not convinced people are going to uh, drop everything to buy these. Although I dare say we're all going to be finding out a lot about these items if we go anywhere near Amazon over the next few days. Oh, yeah. It'll be all over the place. <laughs> they have a way of advertising. Yeah. Like, did you hear about the new devices? Yeah, I, I do think that. I think that there have been – I think that some products in this, you know, in this case, Amazon products are really handy. Like, you could say, you know, if you have an Echo Dot, you can hear the weather, you can play your music, all that stuff just with your voice. So that's a pretty yeah. big – uh, benefit but i think with this or like the the uh, echo microwave or the alexa microwave like it's such a small benefit over what we're used to that it's not worth that extra cost like yeah it might be cool to be able to say like record whatever show or tune to this but like is it really that huge of a deal yeah i, th- I think there's a very specialist uh target audience for this isn't there it's the kind of it's the cord cutter who doesn't want to spend any more money but wants a DVR. Right. So I, I guess see. if you really, if you, there's a lot of like network shows that you you watch, or you just want to be able to record like 12 hours worth of TV and scan through it, you know, like just to have a ton of stories to scan through. But I don't think I would do something like that. No, no, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sold on that. I remember the first box I got with a video built into it. It was a uh, with hard drive built into a big part. It was a DVD player and it had a hard drive in it. And the quality was not very good at all. It was very, because uh, it was recording through an over the air system. Uh, so it'd come through the aerial, into the back, record. But it was like, I mean, it was a long time ago. So it probably was 720p at the most. I imagine it was probably 480 pixels. Uh, but it was also, it had a stutter. So the playback on this it would it would stutter, and it, it wasn't a pronounced stutter. It wasn't you know it wasn't a pronounced jerk. But you know if you watched it for you know after ten minutes or so, you start getting a headache from it. It was really really uh, disappointing. So it'll be better than that at least. Uh, yeah. 
I, that's not a fun way to watch. Like no. I've watched stuff where it's like there's like a slight delay, and it's like the longer you like the audio gets unsynced from the video, like the longer you watch it, like that's that it's like the smallest thing, but it gets yeah. really annoying to watch after a bit. Yeah, it is. It is. I remember there was um, here in the UK where we have um, satellite TV from uh, Sky. There was something put in place on the movie channels to stop you recording the movies. Um, and what it was, it was imperceptible as you watched it live, but it would be picked up by a video cassette, a VHS cassette as you recorded it. Uh, so essentially it would flash and it really give you a headache. Wow. So there'd be a swapping tone. I think it was probably... I'm not even going to attempt to explain why what I think it was because I don't know what it was how they did it, but it, it would start. It would, you could basically you couldn't watch you, what you recorded off. Yeah, because it was like a channel. flashing yeah. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on. The Xbox One gets keyboard and mouse support. Do you know what I love about the Xbox One, and that is how it can almost replace every other device that you would have connected to your TV. Yeah, yeah. That's I know that's how they kind of pushed it at first. So yeah. it's it's good to hear that it's kind of making good on that promise. Yeah, it is. And um, it's getting keyboard and mouse support, which I'm I'm not 100% convinced by. Convinced you know, it's a good thing? or Yeah. I, 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 why, why do we need to keyboard and mouse? I, yeah, I think that – so when I, when I was looking at this, I was thinking about um, how the Xbox One and PC games, obviously Microsoft's in charge of both, so they have a lot of good cross-play support. Um, I, I wrote an article about cross-play games recently, and PS4 is not a very good spot for cross-play right now. Sony's been kind of a stick in the mud about it, but that's another conversation. So a lot of Xbox One games, you can play with people who are on PC. So it makes sense, um, but I feel like it's going to lead to unfair advantages in shooters because, I mean, a game like Fortnite, for example, that's so popular, um, you know, like if you're using a keyboard and mouse, I don't like keyboard and mouse controls myself, but, I mean, they're basically better for shooters i mean you have mm. more precision with a mouse obviously than you do with the yeah. control stick so someone that's using that is going to have an advantage over someone that's not so the thing i always liked about consoles is you you know that people are pretty much all on the same ground you know everyone's using a ps4 yeah. controller versus yeah. yeah someone has a ultra wide monitor and all this stuff so it will be interesting i think it would get i mean we'll see i don't know how many people are going to be dedicated like you know, I'm going to get a keyboard and mouse for my Xbox because you think people that are diehard keyboard and mouse people are going to be on PC anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine it's probably for for that sort of thing. I can't imagine anyone sitting down and playing a strategy game, a Civilization, on an Xbox. Well, then again, it's coming out on on the Nintendo Switch, isn't it? So uh, maybe I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I'm way off the mark there. Uh, so that's the latest tech news which may interest you. We're uh, going to move on with some tips now. And if you have any kind of productive bone in your body, you may well be aware of Microsoft Office. Uh, it's It's been around a long time. I remember using... God almighty, this was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, when I was at college, I was using Microsoft Word to do my uh, A-level uh assignments uh they, they didn't go too well unfortunately uh, i'll be honest um it wasn't word's fault though <laughs> it wasn't word's <laughs> fault at all no and then uh yeah and i i did a uh, microsoft i started a microsoft office user specialist course in 1999 wow did you yeah. finish it 
No, I didn't. Right. Uh, but I did the important bits, were, which were Word and Excel. Uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get to grips with uh, access in those days. Right. Uh, so yeah, Office has been around a long time. So long, in fact, that it rarely bothers to mention how old it is and just calls itself like Microsoft Office or Microsoft Office 365. And one of the things about it is that it ca- it has a perception of being pricey, doesn't it? Yeah, it's even with a subscription, it's still not cheap. I mean, it's affordable, but it's not, you know, it's another monthly cost Yeah, that everything wants these days. Yeah, yeah. You'd be looking at, if you were to get Microsoft Office as a package as opposed to individuals, uh, applications, you'd be looking at Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, uh, the Outlook app, OneDrive access, and... Uh, yeah, and, and there's very there's variations on these. There's other things that you can get as part. You can pay a bit more to get extra things like uh, Visio. Uh, and the thing is, everyone thinks that it's expensive to use Microsoft Office, but in actual fact, you can use it for free quite easily, can't you? You can. You have a couple options. We talked uh, on a past episode about the best alternatives, so you do have those, but if you don't want to use those, um, I would say that the best option for most people is to use Office Online. Um, there's a free browser-based version, which is kind of similar to Google Docs if you've used that. Um, it includes basic versions of the, the main Office apps you're familiar with, like Word and Excel. Um, it has OneNote, PowerPoint. Uh, you can use your Outlook Mail and a couple other uh, apps as well. They are watered down, so they're not going to have every single feature you need. So, um, you know, using Office in a business or a school setting is probably not going to work for you if you use Office online. But for the most people, if you just need to type a paper or create a basic spreadsheet, they'll do whatever you need. And there's no downloading yeah. anything. Yeah. The mobile apps are good as well. Right. They're if you like to work on a tablet or yeah exactly yeah um but also as you mentioned work or uh or, or college um you know there are options for you there if you have an employer and who may have the ability to give you a copy of office because there are programs uh that employees can sign up to organizations to um give their staff versions of uh, office software that they can use at home uh, and uh, schools and colleges also have a similar system whereby they can either give you a free copy or get discounted copy for you so that right. that's also an option uh do you know what I, I, i'd be fascinated to know the number of man hours that go into using word and excel every day I, it's got to be astronomical hasn't it you mean how many hours people across the world spend yeah. working in it? Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be very crazy to see. Yeah, because I mean it's like the standard for for a lot of people that are working in offices all over the place. So yeah. I'd be very interested to know. Yeah. 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 Wow, what a thought. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. And yeah, it is the middle of November, uh, which means that Black Friday is coming along. And um, you have a holiday weekend in the United States, is that right? That's right, yep. Thursday's yep. Thanksgiving. That's right. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you, that's right. I'm the Englishman who knows nothing about Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's okay, you were just asking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that you're right. I'm, oh, it's not really my place to say Ding, that. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. How did this, for those of us who aren't American, how did this Black Friday and Cyber Monday thing come about? Um, that's, I'm not actually hundred percent sure to be honest, like how, how, how it like completely started. I know that cyber Monday, um, like retailer, this cyber Monday is more recent, um, mm-hmm. probably like 
since the 2000s or so. Uh, I think that retailers noticed that people tended to shop online um, more on Monday. So it just became like an extra day. Um, yeah, I, I'm not like the whole details of black Friday. I'm not familiar enough with to, to okay. explain right, right here. But, um, yeah, I, I know, I mean, it's kind of, I, I think, you know, there's a whole distinction between black Friday and cyber Monday, but I mean, a lot of black Friday stuff is online too. Yeah. Um, you know, people always get this idea that, you know, you got to run into a store at the middle of the night or whatever, but so I, I've been writing some posts up and I've already seen some deals that are live right now. So if you're not a, uh, a big in-store shopper person, you may be able to get some good discounts even without it. But the thing that drives me crazy, this is kind of off topic, but the thing that's been crazy is they've been pulling back the time it starts earlier and earlier. So Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, obviously. It used to be that the deal started like in the morning. So it would be like, you know, doors open at 6 a.m. on Friday and then it was midnight and they keep pushing it back. Now they'll open at like 6, 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving night. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving. People want to be with their families and yeah, yeah. enjoying everything. So it's it's crazy because most places will be open for a few hours on Thursday and they'll close and then they'll reopen early in the morning. So I'm not a big like shopper. So I'll maybe get some stuff online, but I'm not a big like browser. OK, the reason I ask uh, is because of the, the last sort of three or four years here in the UK. Businesses have been emulating the Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing, and online and offline. Because um, we obviously we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. You know, it's for many people, it's like, what? What? Why? What are we doing? Why? Are we going to get a turkey now as well? What's going on? <laughs> you know, um, but so um, these tips are great for everyone, really. They're, they're great for uh, if you're in the United States, they're great wherever you are, um, Europe. Um, if you're shopping online this weekend, uh, I, I really do think it's like a big cultural thing that's been pushed as a as a sale. And you know, we're, yeah, I'm not going to go into whether or not these are real real sale items that haven't been bumped up in price 50 weeks before beforehand. Right. But there are genuine scams out there that you need to be aware of. Uh, we've got a great article here, and everything we've spoken about in this uh, really useful podcast you will find in the show notes so you can uh, click the links and find out what's going on in more detail so there's the bait and switch scam uh which is basically you get an expensive item shown to you you're interested in it you go look enough go, go click the link go find it and find out that you might need to fill in a survey or Give some other information, yeah, or or even get there and find out actually that item's gone now. But while you're here, why not have a look at this? This is scam. It's been used offline for years, and it it works well online. Uh, there are the fake gift card scams. Stay clear of those. Classic. Yeah, that's basically. Um, do, do you know someone who's been done by the fake gift card scam, or am I thinking someone else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I that, that's. The, the, like the, the call and then you have to um scratch off the gift card and yeah yeah that whole thing yep yeah that's i, I can't believe i i think that that's hopefully like starting to go away now because right. i've seen in stores here like amazon i don't know about other ones but amazon for sure the cards say um like do not use this for anything other than purchases on amazon.com other uses yeah. are fraudulent or something so 
it's it's a shame that it's become that widespread. And I've actually seen signs at stores that say like, you can't buy more than X dollars of gift cards at once. I guess to try oh, to prevent good. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, another scam to look out for is fake Facebook pages. Uh, so, um, there's this thing where, um, pages can get fake likes or they can gain enough traction to skew Facebook's algorithm, which decides, determines what you see and what you don't see. And it's known as like farming and, you know, scammers will promise free computers or gift cards or other discounts and then gets enough likes and then it sort of plays a version of the bait and switch and offers something a bit rubbish or takes information of the people that have liked the page profit right. there you, you're getting nothing out of that at all apart from giving away your information to someone else delivery and transaction problems are also an issue i mean this is something that's gone back to the very beginnings of online shopping sure uh and you know you've you've got to be careful who you're dealing with online which is why you should stick to the big online stores and amazon uh i'm less keen to recommend ebay to be honest with you because i've had some bad experiences with ebay I, ebay really depends on who you're shopping with because it's yeah. the same it can be the same thing on amazon if you buy from, i mean buying from amazon directly is fine but if you're buying from a third yeah. party you know on ebay you could be buying from a reputable seller it's buy it now you're good or you could be buying from who knows who sure. and then that's a big problem yeah there's, a, there's been a lot of uh, takes on this recently, um, different ways of um, playing with your head. You might you might have bought something, you might not come, so someone runs off with the money. Uh, you might get pretend emails from FedEx, DHL, UPS, those kind of people asking you to open attachment and end up with ransomware on your computer. So it's, it's it just pays to be aware of what the risks are. I think like like you said, it all it all kind of harks harkens back to like the beginning of online shopping. I think that the most important thing to remember is during this time when it's you know the start of the Christmas shopping season and all that, it's easy to get caught up in oh this is on sale, oh this is such a good yeah. deal, all that stuff. Because normally you're not so like I have to buy this now, like this is urgent. So you're more likely to go slow and yeah. notice things that would be fishy or off. So I think that's just, yeah, keep a clear head. Remember not everything is as it seems. And at this time of the year, scams are going to be on the rise because there's more people shopping and they're paying less close attention. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. And also, um, there's a couple of other things I would say. I would say, make sure you know what the returns policy is. Because first of all, if there's a returns policy, you know, the, the, who you're dealing with are halfway competent and reliable. Um, and it's it's just useful to know it, right? Um, but the other thing I would mention is kind of not too far from what you just said. If it seems like it's too good to be true, it probably is. Right. It's been said billions of times, and it remains true, however many times you say it. Uh, so yeah, Black Friday's coming. If you're shopping online, you've got a few days left to do it. Uh, you've got Black Friday in the weekend to shop online and grab these bargains. Be careful with your online shopping. Don't go throwing all your cash at something that looks like a great offer and stick with reputable buyers, uh, sellers, I beg your pardon. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Listen, um, memes. What is a meme? A meme is, well, so the meme, so I, this is taken from my recent article where I wrote about memes, which is a lot of fun. Actually. I love explaining like 
it's, it could be so hard to like phrase. So I'll try to make it simple here too. So a meme is online is just basically a simple piece of media. That's usually funny that spreads through the internet in some way. Um, so when we say, usually when someone says a meme, they mean an internet meme now. Um, but memes actually weren't started with the internet. The word meme was first used by uh, Richard Dawkins, an author you probably have heard of. He wrote it in a book in 1976 that he wrote called The Selfish Gene. He used memes to describe some kind of idea or behavior that spreads across people in a culture. So as opposed to something that's genetically passed on from parents to children, a meme is just some sort of trait or cultural identity or something that's spread among a culture. So internet memes are any sort of media on that originates somewhere online it usually originates on a message board like 4chan or something and then it starts to spread out and become more widespread on mainstream social media like twitter and facebook um it's just anything that does that so there are i mean there are hundreds of examples of memes um i in the article i went through five historic ones that are kind of like old school memes and then i went through five big ones from the last couple of years um that were big. So memes are any, so a typical kind of meme is called an image macro, which I think a lot of people confuse. That's just a picture with text on it. Um, it can be the same picture with different types of text. Um, it can be some sort of pic, like a, a similar theme picture like cats with, with text on it. Um, that's a common type, but a meme can be anything. It can be a phrase that gets repeated and mutated. It can be a video that people edit, a picture that people comment on. It's just anything like that. And they spread so quickly, and then they're gone the next week a lot of the time. So <laughs> it's hard to keep track of them. Do you have a favorite? Um, I It's hard to say off the top of my head. And, I mean, there's so many. There's, there's a lot of game memes I like. I really have enjoyed the distracted boyfriend meme hmm. from last year. That's always that's one of my modern favorites. I don't know why that's always cracked me up. There's something about the looks on all their faces and just the endless options for it have always yeah. cracked me up. Have so you that's seen one the my... other images in that set? Yeah, the one where – yeah. like I, I find that whole thing hilarious. Like, And I've yeah. noticed at the site like and, and other, and other sites – when I see like stock images that people use, like those, that, that couple, especially that girl is in like so many images. Yeah, like yeah. there's one where he's like, he's proposing to her and she's like looking at another guy or like there, uh, there's like, I remember after that happened, people found other stock images from that same set yeah. and it was like a story. Yeah, like yeah, it was like all yeah. these different ones. Yeah, it was great. That's one of my favorite ones, but I mean, there's, there's so many. I I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, Willy Wonka. Yeah, the condescending Wonka one. Yeah, yeah, That's a classic. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I do like some of the classic ones. They call those advice animals that just have like the the animal or the person, and it's like a theme, um, like condescending Wonka or like um, like awkward, socially awkward penguin. Those ones are kind of old school. Um, they're kind of stale now, but yeah, it's 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 just funny to almost see like the evolution of a meme, how like you see something on Twitter once and it's like, what is that? And then you start seeing it all over the place and you realize that it's really picked up popularity. It's fun to read through a great site. If you're interested in memes is called know your meme. Um, it's a site that's been around for quite a while. It's kind of like an encyclopedia for internet memes. So it has all kinds of info on where memes started, um, how they changed when they were most popular. And then it has examples of, of them. So you can kind of see how it's used. Um, that's a really cool site to just learn about internet culture. One of the things that fascinates me most about it is how the meme has evolved as a meme. 
the meaning of the meme has evolved right. as memes evolve, which is that's that's a, that's a little bit uh, better. Yeah, <laughs> it just totally yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that is what a meme is. Maybe we'll do another explainer like this where someone like Ben tells me, um, slightly older tech writer, what something is in a future really useful podcast, and then I can be like the the surrogate listener because uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was good. Um, <laughs> I hope it was clear. I think it's it's kind of like it's not really Definitely, complex, yeah. but it's it's it can be hard to understand if you're not yeah. in the culture, I guess. So, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hey, that that's uh, brought us to the end of this week's really useful podcast, uh, which has been a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, not in the bad way, in the kind of there's the top, there's the bottom. We're going straight down, kind of uh, kind of a way <laughs> to the, from beginning to end. So, uh, in which we've talked about Netcliff. Netcliff? What the hell's Netcliff? Netcliff. Ne- Netcliff. Netcliff. <laughs> he's a cyber detective. Netcliff. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, yeah. He likes pizza and he's a cat. Um. <laughs> And he streams TV while he's working. Um, Netflix no longer works on the Nintendo Wii. Amazon have released the Fire TV recast cloud-based DVR box for cord cu- for cord cutters <laughs> with claws. <Ooh. cords. laughs> the show today. Totally, totally. <laughs> and the Xbox One is getting a keyboard and mouse. And the tips we've looked at is how to use Microsoft Office without paying. <laughs> why? Why not? It costs like £300 a year. You might as well do it for free. Um, Cyber Monday and Black Friday scams to watch out for. Um, just serious face there. And memes explained. I'm Christian Corley. That there is uh, Ben Stegner. We That's are me. here to help you with your tech problems, to unravel tech, to give you the stuff that you might have seen in the news and don't care about, to show you which bits are interesting for you and to discard the rest. We're the Really Useful Podcast. And we'll be back next time. Until then, it's goodbye. Take care, everybody.